All right, back here on the Sports Grind. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark, Bartlett spinning the one and twos. 1-800-707-9760 is your number. Today's show is being presented by Dos Equis, and we are broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios. And this next segment is going to be sponsored by Specs. All right, keep in mind from uh, whether you are watching the game or soaking up the last rays of the summer sun, and there's really hardly anything left because it's getting darker and darker earlier. But Specs will still have you covered, though, with lower prices on Texas' largest selection. They've been doing it since 1962. They are official sponsor of the Sports Grind and an official partner of your Dallas Cowboys, which leads us to a nice segue because we're about to talk about your Dallas Cowboys. And there have the Lions coming in off of a bye. And as I said in the top of the last hour of the show, you know, Detroit was humming offensively before they started getting injuries on the line. Now, I think they're getting some guys back on the O-line. They've had a bye week. They've had a time to refresh. Their defense has just been awful. You know, their defense has been awful. They've been able to put up points. Um for them to have any tight, and it wouldn't shock me if this game is close, but if for Detroit to have any chance to hang around, you know, they're going to have to find a way to protect golf against this D line, or they're going to have to design some plays that's going to get the, the ball out of golf's hands very quickly, very quickly. Um, it's going to be very interesting to me on how Dax, how he reacts after, because if you look at it, he hasn't ever been in this situation before. Yeah, he missed the whole season with the ankle or half most majority of the season. What I'm talking about, he's never been in a situation where he's gotten hurt and his backup has come in and pretty much went four and one. Or three and whatever the hell it was. Yeah, four and one. So that right there, it's going to be some internal pressure just a little bit of anxiety to make before. Because I'm telling you, you got half of the fan base that's ready to pounce. Oh, and don't let Detroit find a way to win this game. Oh, my goodness. Dallas fans, the Dak haters would lose their mind. Dwayne would be calling in. Like, he'd be on hold. Like, it'd be 130, and Dwayne already be on hold. waiting. guys like that, if Detroit wins the game, especially if Dak's a little rusty. Now, are we giving him a chance to get going? You know how I am. I mean, it takes a rhythm. We're going to give him a game, knock off the rust, or are we going to judge him coming out the gate? He says the grip is really not a problem. Keep in mind, this is the same injury that Drew Brees had in his last year, and he came back in about five or six weeks, but he was never really, and plus, he's older. He was older then. Dak's younger, so it's a little bit different. But Drew it was kind of not really the same, too, in his last year when he suffered this, this, this type of injury. 1-800-707-9760. Another game really no one's talking about, but it is kind of interesting to me, <clears throat> believe it or not. And that's the Packers at Commanders. And the reason why this is interesting to me, because for one, Green Bay is struggling, like I figured they would. Aaron Rodgers is showing his true colors, like I figured he would. And it's only going to get worse. And the timing of this, because now you got Heineke coming back. Taylor Heineke, I believe, is his name. And this is a guy that won some ball games coming off the bench for the Washington Commanders. And, you know, the style of play, I mean, this is a guy that's thrown for almost 400 yards one time, damn near almost 300 in a playoff loss to Tampa, their Super Bowl year run. This is, look, 
Would I be shocked if the Commanders beat the Packers? No. Now, I think that it's going to really take, I don't know what chances I give them of having been able to do that because I am very, very down. He shouldn't even be in the league anymore. Jack Del Rio. Washington's defense is awful because of Jack Del Rio. Period. Bar none. His defense is so outdated. Like he's still running a Tecmo Bowl package and everybody else is like on Madden 23. Tecmo Bowl came out like in 88, 86. That's Jack Del Rio. That's about the disparity of Jack Del Rio's defense. But Heineke is the wild card in this to me because, you know, that kind of guy can give a team a spark. And really, the Packers right now, they're a five-point, five-and-a-half-point favorite over this. Packers shouldn't be favored over anybody, to be honest with you. They're not playing that good. They're not. 1-800-707-9760, what do you got? The big thing against the Packers, especially this season, and it's been a trend for a while, has been the rushing yards they've allowed. Yeah. And Brian Robinson over there in Washington now has his feet under him. Yeah. You still have Antonio Gibson, who's kind of fallen down the depth chart with his emergence, and J.D. McKissick. The last three weeks, the Packers have given up 167 yards, 125 yards, and 179 yards on the ground. Is this the week that if it... I mean, I, I know that it's doing them in, but is this the, kind of the point that breaks the camel's back in terms of what their defensive approach is there in Green Bay? I don't know. I mean, because, I, again, I've, I've said this, too, about the Packers. I've seen the defense struggle um, for years. I've seen them play well for the early parts of the season, and then they've gone to struggle. So this, I mean, Green Bay has not really had, in my opinion, a really, like, hardcore defense since the last year they won the Super Bowl when they had Don Capers as a defensive coordinator and they had a top 10 defense and they had future Hall of Famer Charles Woodson uh, that year who finished the Super Bowl in sling and still won it they uh, their defenses have been nothing to scare nothing about they can bend at best they've had bend but don't break defense at best so that stat doesn't really surprise this comes down to Taylor Heineke this comes down, can Taylor Heineke make more plays than Aaron Rodgers that day? And if he does, they're going to upset Green Bay. I just don't think this, everybody's waiting, and I think this is even the desert, the line makers out there. This is really five, five and a half because of Aaron Rodgers, because I believe everybody out there is waiting for this switch to hit with Green Bay this year. Because we've kind of seen it before, but the last two years, they've gotten out hot as hell. For the exceptions of getting blown out by the Saints, did they come back and run? They won 13 games two years in a row. But I just wonder how many more weeks are we going to go? Even if they win this game, but let's say it's a struggle. You know, they held on. They had to get out alive to beat the Patriots. And Zappy, which is going back to the bench, by the way, because Mac Jones is coming. But that that's the time for that conversation. Yeah, but you know what? I don't understand that one. You know, we'll see. And I'll rest Mr. Roll Tide. We'll get to that. I think I had that game on today. We'll try to get to if we don't get out of time. But I just feel that even if they win this game, how do they win it? Because I just don't believe this is a switch that's going to hit with the Green Bay Packers. They should be and probably will be a wild card team. But I think the 
idea of them getting back, and if I'm wrong, I'll say I'm wrong in December and January, but for the idea of them getting back to an NFC Championship game, I just don't see it. You don't lose two to three defensive starters and arguably what people are telling me, the best wide receiver in football, and, and, and Aaron's a year older, and all of a sudden, yeah, everything's okay. No. 1-800-707-9760. The next game, a big one in the AFC South, that's the Colts. Indy traveling to Nashville to take on the Titans, who also, like the Lions, are coming off of a bye week. Um, they've already played this game a few weeks ago in Lucas Oil Field. Tennessee got out on them real good. Colts came back on them second half, came up short. Uh, what this really comes down to me is really, have they come up with an antidote yet to not let Derrick Henry wreck the game? Go look at his stats against the Indianapolis Colts on the road or at home. Have they figured out of a formula to not let him wreck the game? And also, because if you look back at the first matchup a few weeks ago, and, you know, the, and I understand the Colts made this offensive line switch um, this past week, and it looked like it paid dividends because, again, you know, Matt Ryan, first game he didn't throw an interception or fumble. But the last time these two teams played, Quinny Pay used to play with the Colts, wrecked the game, wrecked the game. Can they control him? Did this new offensive line tweak? Did that, is this get, did what we saw last week with them with a walk off against Jacksonville, but I'll mind you, and I told Zach, and then told Zach and been telling you, look, you're talking about a team, and, and Jacksonville's going to get some games this year, but you're talking about a team that has lost 15 straight division road games going to last week. This is the bully. This is the boogeyman. They won the division twice in a row, two years in a row. They're in a retooling period. I mean, he's trying to pull off a hardball. He's trying to just get the thing going until Malik get ready. Until it's Willis time. So this is a big one because I believe that, you know, this this division between these two, Tennessee and Indy, because I think eventually Jacksonville is going to come back to earth. I mean, they 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 I've got them in the foundation picks this weekend. You know, I do like them at home against the Giants. But I think it really comes down to this could come down to the last week of the regular season for these two teams in Tennessee and AFC. Somebody's got to win this division. I feel more confident about Tennessee getting on a roll than I do even Green Bay. And I was and I was kind of down on Tennessee. I mean, I wasn't down on as much as Green Bay. It's just Adam. You know, all I said was like, hey, man, they're kind of they're probably going to take a step back. I don't know if they really have a deep threat, but they really still don't. They don't put any fear. They're winning these games off of defense and running the ball and not turn it over the last few games we won. But this is a big one in the AFC South tomorrow. Also. Kansas City and San Fran. Big news out of San Fran last night. Broke about 7 o'clock our time a little bit after. Oh, Christian McCaffrey going back to the Bay, West Coast. Was a Stanford Cardinal. All through the record books in Pac-12 country. He's going to the 49ers. And this is what I'll say. 
Similar to what I said to the NBA, the Western Conference, and everybody letting John Wall, somebody could have came and intercepted John. You mean to tell me Brooklyn couldn't have used John Wall? You mean to tell me the Lakers couldn't have used John Wall? You mean to tell me uh, who I can name you about five or seven teams that were scared, you know what, out of them to take a chance on John Wall? How in the hell did the Rams and McVay and everybody else that was in this sweepstakes, how in the hell did y'all let Christian McCaffrey fall in the lap of Kyle Shanahan? The guy's daddy and all, one of the greatest offensive line coaches ever and Alex Coach Gibbs, rest his soul, in the zone blocking scheme. Kyle Shanahan babysitted this kid, changed his diaper. And y'all, and that's true story. He used to babysit. I mean, come on. You know, Kyle, Ed McCaffrey's daddy during that time, 90s, when Denver just running through the NFL like a knife through butter, late 80s. Kyle was just nothing, just in his diapers. If their medical staff and their training staff, and, you, and I'm going to tell you this right now, and they're like, well, kitty, stay healthy. Look, I used to have battles with salami on this airways when Chris McCaffrey's at Stanford because I'm like, hey, man, I know what I'm watching at 12 o'clock, midnight, 1130. I know he's good, but can he run through tackles? Is he going to survive? When he came out the first couple of years, you know, I had to hear from him. Like, hey, man, what did I tell you? What I thought was going to happen started to happen the last few years in regards to these injuries. But let me tell you something. He ain't going to have to really work the load in San Fran like he did in Carolina. And if they're and trust me, some people's medical staffs and strength and conditioning coaches are better than others. Trust me. I'm like, I wish y'all would turn some of that venom y'all got against Hackett and go to the training staff and the strength and conditioning coach. It's been happening for five years in August. Maybe that's the problem. If they've got a good staff and the guy's going to stay, he's going to stay more healthy in San Fran, I believe. I could be wrong. I could have put the kibosh on him right now, but he is. How in the hell did y'all let Kyle Shanahan end up with, with, with Christian McCaffrey? And I can tell you who did cartwheels last night when Adam tweeted it out, if they didn't tell him already. Debo Samuel probably pulled a hamstring doing, doing cartwheels because now he can go play wide receiver. Now he can really play some wide receiver. This is one of these moves that like, hey, you know, this right here could be a Super Bowl preview again. San Fran, Kansas City. I think Kansas City is going to get them this week because I think the injuries, they're going to have to go through this stretch where they're going to have to hold on. I still think they're going to win that division, but they got to get healthy. But healthy, and you're talking about Debo, Christian McCaffrey, I mean, you know, Kittles. That's going to this hamstring that kept him out the beginning of the season. That's going to get healthy. This team is going to the NFC championship game. And they look, they were good for me in August for the Super Bowl. And I ain't seen nothing in the NFC coaching staff wise, defense wise. The only thing that's going to keep them out of that NFC championship game and going to the desert is going to be the IR. I know that's why McVeigh was trying to get them so bad. And I know Kronk is like, damn, man, have you seen our payroll? We already got Marty from Ozark down here cooking the books. What, what do y'all want us to do? He wanted to get him out of – McVeigh knew what was up. He was like, I got to get him. That was just about keeping away from the 49ers. That is huge. Now, they gave up – what was the tail of the tape? How many picks did they end up giving up for him? Because Carolina was hanging out, you know, holding out for a first-round pick. I knew they weren't going to get a first-round pick for him. They didn't get a first. What they got is a second, third, and fourth 
in this coming spring's draft. They get a fifth next year as well. And, of course, uh, they just traded away Robbie Anderson to the Arizona Cardinals for picks. So now they've added, in the last three days, they've added uh, a second, a third, and a fourth next uh, this coming draft, a fifth and a sixth next year, and a seventh in 2025. Yeah, they're going to need somewhat. I mean, I think they've got some defensive pieces in Carolina, but the new coaching staff and GM is going to be a little bit of overhaul. But let me tell you, where, well, let me tell you, John Lynch, how he flipped this. This is why I respect it because hustling, because because no, well, hustlers <laughs> like hey. Fishermen recognize fishermen from afar. Hustlers recognize hustlers. Let me tell you, John Lynch, one thing that a lot of people ain't talking about these picks, because I three all these picks they're giving from McCaffrey, three of keep in mind, they had a total of three or four new bonus picks this year. They got why? Sala, minority, got a head coaching job with the Jets. They got a pick for that. They end up losing. I think they lost another another coach they lost. Got a pick for that. And then the free agency they lost. So those three. So listen what he did. He took his three bonus picks that the league has with this CBA agreement. And he took those picks and he shipped them off with a couple of his to go get Christian. So really, they didn't really come out that much. I mean, it's a lot on paper second, Brown. But let me tell you something. That's why they gave up that much. Because who he's going to. Oh, my gosh. Good luck to the NFC West when they're healthy. And if this kid comes back healthy next year and Trey, and then you got to worry about a dynamic duo, the run option with him and Chris McCaffrey, watch out. Watch out. Guy wanted to coach in Maha, man. Joe Ellis didn't want him, you know. We'll get to the phones when we get back. You listen to the Sports Grind presented by Dos Equis. We're broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios. We'll be back. Are you ready for a real cocktail? Then crack open a great tasting Zing Zang ready to drink cocktail, like our Bloody Mary with vodka in a can. It's full strength with 9% alcohol and America's number one Bloody Mary mix. Or try our mango margarita crafted with silver tequila and real mango puree. Unlike those hard seltzers, each can is made with premium spirits and real ingredients, just like a bartender made it for you. Zing Zang, always bold, always ready. Go to zingzang.com to find where to buy. Please Zing Zang responsibly. Official sponsor of the Sports Grind. Whether you're looking for a date night at the Dominion or a light meal while shopping on the weekend, stop by Thai Lao Orchid at the Dominion. Just five minutes north of the shopping center, Thai Lao Orchid's Vietnamese options are great for dinner or lunch, serving up staples from curry and noodles to the house special Nam and Seafood Lovers steamed clay pot. They're open weeknights from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. and noon till 9 on Saturdays and noon to 8 on Sundays. That's Thai Lao Orchid at the Dominion, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. Professionalism, respect, accountability, and communication. These are the values at Tiger Sanitation, serving the needs of the greater San Antonio area. From residential to commercial waste and recycling services, Tiger Sanitation works hard to keep the communities they serve safe and clean. After all, as a local family-owned business, their families live, shop, and play here too. For more, visit TigerSanitation.com. Tiger Sanitation, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. Listen up, San Antonio and Austin. Let me tell you about Stoli Vodka, our new partner. Handcrafted in Latvia, the award-winning Stoli Vodka has held the bar high for quality, combining innovation with century-old traditions to create something both refreshingly modern and exceptionally classic. Uncompromising spirit is the kind of belief that turns players into icons. 100% grain-to-glass Stoli Vodka's starting lineup includes the iconic premium cucumber, vanilla, raspberry, and blueberry. If you want to learn more, visit Stoli.com. Stoli Vodka, official sponsor. Sponsor of the sports crime. 
Just because the sun is setting earlier doesn't mean the fun stops sooner. Now is the perfect time to get to Specs and stock up on after-summer savings with fresh new releases in every category. Specs has Texas' largest selection of lower-priced wines, craft cocktail ingredients, and beers that'll have you raising a glass to every sunset. The biggest savings of the season are at Specs. The fun starts here. All right, back here on the sports grind. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark, producing. Bartlett's been the one and twos, 1-800-707-9760. Today's show is presented by Dos Equis. All right, get a dose. And we are broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios. And this last segment of the day is going to be sponsored by Zing Zang. Two words, the key to any perfect cocktail, and that is Zing Zang. All right, make sure you try out their new pre-made alcoholic drinks. They come all in different flavors, and they're easy to transport as well, too. Or you can just stick to the original mix and add your own favorite alcohol. That is Zing Zang, official sponsor of the sports grind. What do you got? Uh, talked with Zing Zang. Yes, we did have got some things coming down the pipeline. Can't talk about it yet, but yeah, no, they, they've uh, got some um, interesting new uh, product that's coming out in uh, early Q1, somewhere around there. So we'll definitely keep you in tune with that. Um, all right, before we get to the foundation picks, a couple other games I want to touch on too as well, and then we'll get to the foundation picks and we'll call it a wrap for the week. But before we do that, let's go to the uh, phones. Let's go to Mike. Mike, you're on the sports ground here on Ticket 760 and 1300 The Zone in Fox South Central Texas. And Waco, what's going on, Mike? Yeah, man, let me say this right quick about the Houston Texans, and then I'll move on to the uh – uh, move on to the other team I wanted to talk about, uh, Denver Broncos. Hey, since the Carolina Panthers, since they evacuating all their players out of town, uh, and uh, uh, the quarterback that we got down here in Houston is a real joke. Uh, they can they can ship Baker Mayfield on down here to Houston. I think Baker Mayfield would be a better quarterback than what we got right now. I'm willing to take a chance on Baker Mayfield because I don't see no future for him in Carolina since they're giving away all their players. Now, as far as, far as uh, Russell Wilson goes, you know, uh, I thought, you know, I looked at this situation with this guy, and there, there's a lot of jealousy out there. You know, you look at some of the other players that played for Seattle. Uh, I heard Marshawn Lynch say some pretty bad things about uh, Russell Wilson and Richard Sherman. There's a lot of jealousy out there. You know, the guy has a beautiful wife. You know, he's a good-looking guy. He's got the big contract now. And people are just – they were just waiting for the moment that the wheels came off of Russell Russell Wilson so they could make fun of the guy and talk bad about him. Russell Wilson is still a good quarterback. He has to be given a chance. To, and, I, and I really believe that Russell Wilson is playing with an injury, and I think that's what's hampering him. And I think another thing he needs to do is he needs to go back to the running the ball like he used to run when he was in Seattle. I think he can still run. But I think that there's an injury that, that Russell Wilson – Wilson is not telling people about that, and I think that's affecting his game. And I'd like for you to uh, uh, see what you have to say about that. All right, Mike, thanks for the phone call. Um, first of all, talk about your Texans who are in Vegas. Uh, they've taken on the Raiders. They're a touchdown underdog. Um, I disagree a little bit on that with, uh, with Baker. Look, Baker is – the Carolina situation is just what it is, you know, Baker is just not, I believe, a starting quarterback in the NFL. He's just not. Um, 
you know, I don't, I'm not as down on Mills as you are, Mike. I think definitely, and first of all, why, with the quarterback class of what this is looking like, it's going to be coming up in April. Why would you even, even have to think about Baker Mayfield? I mean, if they're going to, yes. Do I believe if the Texans, which I think they're going to be in a lot of games, I mean, their defense, Lovey's, you know, I think, I mean, you, I know you thought that this is going to be a one and done for Lovey. Um, I don't think that's probably going to be the case because I think what Lovey's doing on defense, and I told you I thought they got the best corner last year's draft in L- uh, the kid out of LSU anyway in defense, I mean in cornerback, and it is. I just believe if they go and let's say they finish in the top, they you know they get a top three, top four pick, yeah, do I think that they're going to stick with Mills or take a chance on one? No, they're going to draft them another quarterback. But I'm, I, but I think Mills is okay. I think you can win some games with Mills. But if you're a top, if you're going to finish with the top three pick, yeah, you're going to move on from him. But Baker's not even the answer. Um, also, uh, moving on in regards to the point with with Russ. There's a couple things. First of all, yes, I said it yesterday. I think a lot of the criticism with him, it's personal from a lot of from from social media to former players and everything. And this this stuff with the former players has been going on way before he showed up in Colorado with him since they left. Now, I will correct you. No, Marshawn Lynch is actually a guy that's been that has come to his defense in the last few weeks or so even went on the Richard Sherman podcast and you know just said hey you know just relax is he all right is the main thing and like think he's gonna be all right I do too as well I don't like I said there he if you're that's nothing new I mean if you're the quarterback and you got a big contract there's going to be some criticism that comes your way whether it's because of it doesn't matter why you're losing games it could be because a coach sucks it could be because of injuries it could be because whatever the case may be defense sucks you're going to get the blame i have no problem with that it's the personal stuff and it's the thing that people are just forgetting like his 10 years prior and also looking like hey but the other thing that mike if you're out there you're going to get judged that's why I said, I think, speaking of Baker Mayfield, you brought him up. Baker had it. If he had to do it all over again, his ass wouldn't have been out there last year and playing. He screwed himself. He was trying to be a team guy. He was trying to win the locker room. He screwed himself. At the end of the day, I'm to the point where these injuries the last few weeks, go with Rippin. Sit him down. He's listed as questionable. Sit him down for two weeks. Go into the bye. Come back with Raiders. The one thing I will say, leaving this point about Russ, I told y'all, in the year, I will judge this on him and Hackett. If Hackett makes it to that way, I'm not a down about this one-and-done stuff for coaches, regardless how bad it looks. If they look lost over the head, I'm just not doing that because I know what that does in general. But I think everybody is going to find out what Russ is made of next year. I think, you know, it, this year, all of it, maybe it's an injury, maybe it's just this. I think, the, especially if this gets uglier, and you're talking about a team that really had aspirations of competing for a wild card. Let's say they end up a top five in the draft. That's when we're going to find out what this guy's made of in regards to what his team. Because that's why I feel and that's why I'm not judging this trade and I'm not writing it off because I'm, I already knew this going in. I've told you all this a thousand times. I want to see him and I believe he's that guy cut from that. And we'll find out if he's not. I'll be the first to tell you, well, he wasn't. We're going to find a lot about him going in next year we really will because of what he's going through this is probably one of the most adversity he's been through some adversity but this is probably up there in his professional sports career 1-800-707-9760 kansas city san francisco real quick about that game kansas city coming off of a loss at home with buffalo they know how important this game is san fran it just beat up they're coming off of a you know upset loss at atlanta and atl 
You know, if San Francisco was a little bit more healthier, I definitely would give them the edge in this game because of defense. But I just think Kansas City, they're still too good of a team to lose two games in a row, I believe. I'm not saying it won't happen, but uh, them coming off of a loss and that being a hype game between them and the Bills, I just think that Kansas City is going to win this game off of just health. They're just they're just healthier than the 49ers. Um, Cleveland and Baltimore is a big one on the cool. No one's talking about this one, but this is an AFC North matchup with two teams that are kind of struggling right now at this point. They're both coming in this off of losses. I think Cleveland's on a two-game losing streak, I think. Is it two or three, Jonas? I think it's fallen to three. So it's a three-game losing streak. I could be streak. mistaken on that, but it it, and it definitely feels like it. Jones, like it feels like, but and I think the Ravens are at least a minimum of two. I think they're coming off with back-to-back losses as well, too. Um, no, that's not that's not correct because they beat Cincinnati. My bad. They beat the Bengals. They're coming off of one loss, but yeah, I think Cleveland's riding a two or three game lose streak. This is a big one in regards to the North on high positions. You know, you got Pittsburgh Monday night at Miami. That's the return of Tua. Uh, but this, I think these two teams, it's going to be tough. And Baltimore just got some bad news down the wire about an hour ago. J.K. Dobbins, you know, really lost all of his season last year to an injury in camp, came back. Now, they're saying they, – it's funny how they say the word minor knee procedure scope. Like, that's only minor to the person that's, re, you know, reporting on it. Go ask J.K. Dobbins if he thinks it's minor. But this is supposed to put him out maybe four to six weeks, probably six weeks. Definitely a blow. I mean, this is something that they've been through, you know, but just the way you feel sorry for that kid in regards to him just trying to rehab, get back. Now he's out six weeks. Um, that's some bad news on that. But I think either one of these teams, that they lose this game, you start looking in the lock, you start, you know, I think more than Cleveland than Baltimore. I just don't know if Cleveland's going to have the makeup if they lose this to even hold on, you know, for Deshaun even to get to week 11, you know, but that's the other one. that's, And then you have the Jets who are red hot. They're coming in on the road in Denver. This is, I mean, this opened up at Denver, I think, at two. It's already gone to, I think, you know, a pick em. And in some spots, Jets are favored by one. Um, I just feel that, you know, first of all, this will be another ugly game. Offense. These are both good defenses. But I think the Jets, their D-line, a lot of not, not enough people are talking about their D-line. I just don't know if Denver, with their offensive line, with Garrett Bowles being out, and they got another guy out, and the way their offensive line looked like they've struggled in the last couple of weeks, and especially if Russ is going to be out there, I just don't know if they're, if they're for one, up front can handle the Jets' defense and solid what they're doing. And Zach, I mean, they're not really lighting it up. I mean, Zach didn't make that many plays at Green Bay, but they made plays on defense, and they're running the ball, and they're not turning it over. That's the main thing. I mean, he's building a miniature 49ers defense over there in the Jets. Give him a couple more years, it's going. This is a very winnable game for the Jets. You know, they're playing better football. They're the better team at this point. That's going to be an interesting game in New, uh, up in Denver. So those are the games to be keeping an eye out in the NFL. You had um, – some other college news. I know we already talked about college, and we'll get to the foundation picks here real quick. Let's get to Fernando's phone call real quick. Let's go to Fernando. Fernando, you're on the sports grind here on Ticket 760 and 1300 The Zone in Fox South Central Texas. Waco, what's up, Fernando? Hey, Calvin. Thanks for having me. Uh, just real quick, you had talked about Las Vegas, and, of course, I wanted to chime in on the Longhorns and Las Vegas. And it just seems to me like, uh, you know, of course, obviously they've made a lot of money in Vegas. That's why they have all those buildings. But when it comes to the Longhorns, it seems like they have rose-colored glasses on because 
Just look at the, you know this last game when they were favored by seven and eight, and then look at Texas Tech. And I'm talking about this goes back all the way even to Maryland with Tom Herman. I remember because they were like 17, 18 point favorites, and I lost my butt on them. So, you know, when it comes to Vegas and the Horns, it seems like they have rose colored glasses on with the Longhorns. This coming weekend, they're favored by I think seven or eight points. The Longhorns are over there in Stillwater, and to me, they still haven't proven anything. And I think when you're at home, that's three points. Am I correct? And, and uh, so you're talking about 10, 11 points there over there in Oklahoma when they really haven't shown anything. So I'm not touching, you know, that at all. I just wanted to get your opinion on that. All right, Fernando, thanks for the phone call. Well, first off, you know, like I told you, I mean, Texas is ranked, what, 20th in the AP and Oklahoma State's 11. And, you know, I had a buddy of mine that was heavy into the sports handicapping world and all that. And he's the one that really told you, like, it brought it to my attention. It's really in college basketball. Anytime that you see a, like, I, it could be AP, it could be college playoffs, it could be ranking, coaches poll. And it goes, anytime you see a ranked team that the desert's making an underdog, eight times out of 10, it's for a reason. Because you got to understand, these line setters in Vegas, they don't care about who's ranked in the USA Today. They don't care. They've got algorithm. They know based off of quarterback, coaching, history, algorithm. They come up with these lines. First of all, Fernando, no. The most you'll see this at, it's like it's not eight or nine. It's six. Six and a half at some spots. You know, um, a lot of this has to do with, you know, ears. And another part when you say, well, if you can go back to, you know, the other coaches, Tom Herman, they did this with Maryland. And I did. what it is, man, is you got certain brands in sports that move the needle when it comes to sports betting. And they're public betters. They're, they're, they're public attractors, I should say. The Cowboys fall in that. The Yankees fall in that. UT is one of those teams that fall in that. And the Lakers are teams that fall in that. Meaning that the they, they know that. They know, and that's the reason why some of these lines with those particular teams that I talk about are sometimes you get a Fernando that looks at like, man, this don't make any sense. What are they looking at? It ain't that, Fernando, is they know that they are public teams that public people, casual people go by and bet, and the lines are set a little bit different based off of that. That's a little factor in that too. All right, what do you got? Well, just again, to remind anybody uh, – out there that might be playing like that the, the the quarterback situation at oklahoma state right now is up in the air gundy still refusing as we go yeah. over the weekend to commit that could be having an impact on that well i think also i mean you got to think about it oklahoma state's coming off of a loss as well too i mean i'm not i mean that's a good chunk of points there i mean six six and a half it'll probably you know at the lowest it's probably gonna stay not drop lower than five and a half but you'll see how it comes we'll, we'll see how it plays out what you got about five minutes. Speaking of picks, we got to get to our foundation picks. Um, you know, I had Zach Grant. You know, I was talking about the uh, situation with Caffrey, about the the injuries, and if they've got a good medical staff there. And Zach said, hey, Calvin, the 49ers have the worst injuries in the last five years. And I responded to Zach. I said, yeah. I said, you know, they've had a bad run, but what I'm talking about, that's not why I think Christian McCaffrey is going to be more healthier because his load, his workload is going to be different. That's the difference. He's gonna. He's not gonna have to carry it twenty eight thirty. Run in the backfield, catch him. He's gonna do those things. But at the pressure, I think he is gonna remain probably a little bit more healthy. And that those injuries that you. I mean, first of all, they're a physical team. 
They've been like that for years. But the thing about that is, though, Zach, they re they bring their guys back healthy. And not only that, they've still been able to make two conference championship trips and a Super Bowl trip with these injuries we talk about. Not too many teams are able to do that in the National Football League. Just saying. 1-800-707-9760. All right, so let's get to the foundation picks before we get out of here real quick. Didn't even know what last week was. I don't know what the record was last week. You were even four and four last week. Four and four. So we're gonna come with we're gonna come back here. We're about to be almost a ten pack, but we're gonna have an eight pack for you real quick. Four college and four uh NFL here. We'll start with college uh first. Um Ole Miss. Deuces a while for me early on in this weekend with college. Ole Miss is on the road at LSU, the real Death Valley. Problem is this game ain't at night. At prime time, it's at two thirty, and Ole Miss. I like the way their defensive plan. I like his running backs. You know, uh, Lane Kiffin. They're undefeated. This is a big game for them on the road. I just think LSU. Speaking of injuries, they've had quite a bit of injuries. It was an impressive, nice win what they did to the Gators in the swamp last week. But to me, I'm going to go with Ole Miss plus two on the road and probably win this game outright. If it was nighttime, probably wouldn't even touch it. Probably be LSU. But afternoon, I think Ole Miss has a little bit more offense and can hold off LSU defensively even though i like how daniels is playing at the quarterback for lsu i think Ole miss is plus two gets this also deuces wow nice little game on the cool with wisconsin you know everything is in purdue's hands the path for them to even get a chance they've never been to that title game in program history i don't believe but purdue is catching plus two at wisconsin we know wisconsin has fired a coach already they've played a little bit better Purdue, you know, keep in mind, uh, you know, O'Connell, the quarterback, uh, he's been on fire for Purdue. He's thrown, he's got 300 plus passing games in the last four games he's played. Uh, the defense has been playing as well, too. I like Purdue on the road, probably to win this one outright. Also, night, night at whiteout at Penn State. They're catching four versus Minnesota. They're coming off of a loss of Michigan. We had them last week with Michigan. Totally didn't show up in the second half. I think Franklin and the boys bounced back under the lights at a, at a whiteout at Penn State, minus four. And then nighttime, big game in the Big 12, Kansas State plus three and a half at TCU. Why is TCU only getting three and a half? You know, Kansas State, I like their quarterback. He's a dual quarterback. He's athletic. He can make plays. I like that hook. So Kansas State plus three and a half. Going to the NFL, and these will be up on Facebook tomorrow. Share these through stories and on IG as well tomorrow. So you can catch them there in the morning. Uh, NFL, Jacksonville at home against the Giants. You know, Jacksonville takes a trip to London next weekend. They're catching three at home with the Giants. Hey, I'm not saying I'm waiting for the Giants to stub their toe. But Jacksonville's riding a little losing streak right now. They really gave up the game last week when they gave up the lead on the road to Indy. I think they get it done at home against the Giants minus the three. Kansas City on the road. Patrick Mahomes gets a beat-up San Francisco 49ers team. Don't think we'll see Christian McCaffrey this weekend. I don't think he'll dress, probably, most likely not. But Kansas City catching two and a half on the road. I like Kansas City to win that game and cover. And then... You know what? Everybody's talking. Let me ride on the Geno train. Seattle, okay, not nothing impressed me what the Chargers did on Monday night. Really didn't. Took a muff punt for them to win. They, you know, they've got some injuries, yes, you know, but Seattle plus five on the road, run game. The reason why I really like Seattle in the spot because the Chargers run defense is horrible. 
Horrible. So I and that's what Seattle does. They run the ball. So I like Seattle plus five in the last pick to round out the eight pack for the weekend. And that is the Denver versus the Jets. Ain't touching the side in this. I advise you not because you really don't know what's going to happen. But what I do tell you is I know the unders are hitting at a record 65% clip through week seven. That's a, that's a, that's a lot. That's the most, I don't know, since when. I don't think it's a record. But they're giving a total of 38. That's low. This is going to be ugly. There's no way both offenses show up at these games. These are both good defensive teams.